Hello, and welcome to At the Forefront FinTech Conversations. My name is Eric Soderberg. I'm a managing partner at Forefront Communications. And with me today is our head of content, Sam Belden. How are you doing today, Sam? Good. How are you, Eric? I'm very good. Thanks. So we're here today to talk about our 2022 CMO FinTech survey. Um, we conducted the survey at the end of last year. Um, and we were uh, driving to find out how leaders, marketing leaders, and communications leaders in this B2B or institutional fintech space that we focus on are thinking about their budgets, the programs they plan on, on allocating most of their money to. We thought it was a good time to do this survey given the big shifts we've seen, certainly since the pandemic, and the different sort of decisions that are people being forced to make when there's no not as many opportunities to get face to face with a lot of prospects and the media for that matter. Um, but before we jump into the details, Sam, can you just tell me, you know, where maybe the three or four biggest takeaways were from the survey? Sure. So the uh, the long and short of it is uh, basically that the stakes are rising. Uh, one takeaway from the survey is that budgets for uh, fintech marketing and uh, fintech CMOs are going up. Um, fintechs are spending more on their marketing and communications than ever before. Um, another takeaway is that uh, firms are increasingly writing their own headlines. So in other words, diversifying from traditional PR and media relations to pursue more ownable tactics. Um, Another thing we asked about was uh, ongoing adaptations uh, for the pandemic, and uh, we learned that while remote and hybrid work setups might be here to stay, uh, virtual events might not be. And, and finally, uh, one last takeaway is that our respondents um, indicated that between the need to pursue a greater number of market, marketing and communications activities and uh, between some of the hiring difficulties brought about by the pandemic, uh, outsourcing certain elements of a marketing communications program uh, is a model that increasingly uh, makes sense for this space. So let's, let's dig into some of those things a little bit further, Sam. You said that budgets were going up. What, what additional detail can you tell me about that? So our survey indicated that 70% uh, of uh, FinTech CMOs plan to increase uh, their marketing and communication spend in 2022. Um, and the areas that they plan to increase that spend in kind of run the gamut. Um, they, they realize that there's no silver bullet, so to speak, and, and they're pouring resources into uh, all different areas of, of marketing and communications. Um, one thing that came up in, uh, in our conversations with uh, the FinTech CMOs uh, is that because everyone was stuck at home during the pandemic, um, there was some additional pressure to kind of think outside the box and uh, innovate from a marketing standpoint, uh, because a lot of the traditional channels were sort of closed off. And it seems to us that um, with this kind of increased spend in all different facets of marketing and communications, um, some of that momentum of thinking outside the box has carried over, even as we kind of move into more of a post-pandemic landscape. You know, I think just to add to that, I think one of the things we heard from some of the CMOs that we interviewed outside of just the uh, the survey part was the importance of brand. And there, there seems to be a recognition among most of these CMOs that when you are pouring lots of money into various programs, and to your point, no silver bullet, we, we that's something we definitely sort of subscribe to here as an agency is that in this space, you need to be doing the direct marketing, you need to be doing the SEO and the SEM and the events and the thought leadership. Um, and not one thing is gonna do it all, but most of these programs, their purpose is to drive people to your website. And the importance of 
that experience, people coming to your site, understanding who you are, how you differentiate your firm, what makes you better than the competition is extremely important. So uh, people are, are starting to appreciate that and knowing that, that that is critical to the success of any program is to have a really strong brand that's well-defined on, on a website. Um, also, Sam, you mentioned people are writing their own headlines. Can you dive into that a little bit and pro provide us some uh, additional detail on that? Sure. Uh, so one trend that, that we think is really shaped fintech marketing in recent years is the uh, contraction of the uh, trade media that used to cover this space in so much detail. Uh, so when we say that phrase, uh, writing their own headlines, it's a, it's a play on sort of the need for firms to diversify their marketing and communications beyond just uh, traditional uh, media relations. Um, so that, that need is reflected uh, in the results of our survey. 50% uh, of our respondents uh, plan to increase their investment in uh, search engine optimization and search engine marketing. 47% uh, are increasing their investment in social media and 43% increasing in uh, brand website and uh, sales materials. All of those areas are, are sort of designed to bring target audiences into direct contact uh, with the FinTech and compare that to just 23% of uh, respondents who plan to increase investment in uh, PR and media relations. Uh, you can kind of see the difference there. Um, you know, our, our respondents in, in speaking with them, they uh, pretty much universally acknowledge that media relations is still valuable and most of them are pursuing it, but there's also at the same time, a growing recognition uh, that more commercially oriented content, uh, oftentimes released by the fintech under its own name, uh, can be just as valuable. Just the state of the media landscape means that that sometimes that is going to be uh, the only viable way to, to get your message out there. And there seems to be increasing recognition of that. I, I think some of the color around that as well from our conversations is the need to, if, if you are if you're choosing to write a lot of your own content, is that quality over quantity matters. Um, we, again, as an agency, that's something that we subscribe to. Um, we think one very well thought out thought leadership piece um, every couple of weeks is probably a lot stronger than four or five pieces in that same period of time that don't have that much to say. So, and that was sort of echoed back in some of our conversations as well, which, which was good to hear. Um, you also, there were a couple other topics, Sam, you talked about work from home as well as outsourcing, which I think are sort of related. Can you just give us a little color on that too? Sure. Uh, so on the work from home piece of it, uh, it's probably not a surprise that uh, our survey indicated that people enjoy working from home and, and that uh, fintech marketers have handled the transition uh, very well. 70% um, of our respondents believe that their team works uh, just as well with their current work configuration as it did before the pandemic. And um, just over 40% of our respondents said that their teams are fully virtual uh, and the rest are going into the office between one and three days a week. So uh, no one going in four days a week, let alone five that we spoke with. And um, there, there seems to be a high level of uh, satisfaction with uh, with the uh, how the work model has evolved. Um, probably the biggest surprise on that point is that uh, this embrace of remote work environments uh, has not really translated into sustained interest in virtual conferences, webinars, and, and things of that nature. Uh, those uh, virtual events sort of spent some time in the spotlight earlier in the pandemic, um, where the, it, there was really an inability to see people at all. Um, and, and it seemed like that could be something that stayed with us. But uh, from our survey, 60% of respondents said that uh, fatigue 
with remote events is starting to set in. Uh, an additional 30% to that said that remote events uh, were never effective. So um, that, that, that's, that's something uh, that uh, we saw in our survey that, that sort of reflects how, how things may be changing as we move through this uh, sort of later phase uh, of the pandemic. Um, as far as um, outsourcing to consultants and agencies, um, you know, what, one of the really main causes of that has been uh, some of the hiring difficulties brought around uh, by the pandemic. Um, you know, 56% of uh, fintech CMOs who responded to our survey um, who were looking to hire said that they found it more difficult uh, to find talent than in years past. Um, and, uh, you know, the great resignation um, has, has probably been a key driving factor in that. Um, you know, there's also the need to embrace new and potentially unfamiliar program elements um, between increasing budgets, between the emergence of more digital tactics, and it can just make a lot of sense to work with a partner um, that's experienced, specialized, and kind of ready to roll up its sleeves and go to work uh, to check off some of those um, new priorities, as opposed to finding that one right person who, who's uh, kind of in the right phase of their career for the role, um, in the right place in their life to take a new position, and who can do all of the different things that um, you need to do as a fintech marketer in this day and age. So between all of those trends, um, like I said before, just bringing on an outside partner that's uh, kind of ready to go, doesn't need to get up to speed, it's, uh, it's um, ready to help your business kind of um, from, from day one, that, that can be a better investment of time and resources than identifying the right candidate to bring on full time. Yeah, and I know that's probably sounding uh, pretty self-serving since we are an agency that would like that sort of thinking, of course. Uh, but you know, many of us here at Forefront have been on the client side prior to starting this agency. So uh, we have that unique perspective as well. Um, we do not subscribe to the belief that you should outsource every, every single part of your marketing and communications program. We think having people internal that can, can, can be on a marketing team is a great approach. And that's, and we do that for a lot of firms too, right? We, when early days, we may serve as that outsource CMO sort of firm. We always encourage them to hire and in many cases, help firms hire their first CMO or VP of marketing uh, that can do a lot of the work that doesn't necessarily need to be, um, need to be outsourced. Um, any other final things from the survey, Sam, that you think we should draw people's attention to? Uh, the, the survey is full of uh, great insights, you know, uh, others that might be worth calling attention to here. Um, you know, we, we explored what forms of content uh, fintech marketers see as most valuable. So much is made of the pivot to podcasts and video, but uh, per our respondents, um, there, there seems to be still a high value placed uh, on the written word. Um, we also explored how to get full value out of tactics like SEO and SEM. Uh, as well as marketing automation tools like HubSpot and Pardot, and uh, how fintech CMOs sort of uh, see those um, those program elements and, and how to put the right resources in those areas. Uh, and then finally, we explored some of the reasons why CMOs are enthusiastically returning to in-person events this year, um, mm -hmm. which was another key area of, uh, of increased investment um, for 2022 budgets. Um, so those are just a, a few of the uh, additional areas um, and, and lots more insights beyond those in the report as well. That's excellent. Uh, thank you very much, Sam, for that. Um, if anybody wants to get a copy of the 2022 FinTech CMO survey report, just visit Forefront Communications, forefrontcoms.com and go into the news and views section and you'll find it right there. Thank you very much for your time today and have a good one.